0: Now, the Franchise NBA Insiders Show. Jerry Ramsey and John Hamm break down the NBA and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Stats, analysis, and opinions. From the peak to the locker room to the road. No one has you covered like the franchise NBA Insiders.
1: Buenos Dias, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, surrounding areas. What? Buenos días, that's that's Spanish for. Good morning. Got is it, is it that is. Spanish? It, yes, it is. It was It was decent. Bug tussle. I'm a decent Spanish. You are okay. Yes. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, I am TV's Jerry. We Tomka. Nice. We Tomka. Uh, that is John Hamm. Ida Bell. Brady Trant. Cement. Us. I am having the... I'm di- sorry, what
2: language are we speaking now? I,
1: I am the... Be confused. D- Dickens of a time. Boy City. To, trying to get my headphones going. Very Ardmore. Great guyman and madison morris uh guys listen it is august is it august 2nd august 3rd what is it it's, I'm august gonna, 3rd. it's august 3rd time warp in here right now it is august 3rd and we still have very very integral narratives for the oklahoma city doesn't
3: what's integral <laughs> mean? integral that's integral what?
1: yes it's like uh like in star trek oh okay yes
0: I've watched a lot of Star
1: Trek, and I'm not aware of any
0: (laughs) integral. It it is kind of wild that not only is there, I mean, news around the team happening, but the schedule is starting to come out slowly but surely. Like, there is NBA stuff that just, little morsels this time of year while people are trying to take vacations and take a break from the past nine months. Uh, Little morsels of information.
1: Somewhere along the way we transitioned. I think whenever Brady went out to Vegas, we transitioned into this season i think sam presti helped us transition by <laughs> paul
0: george and well, paul george helped that
1: and getting rid of russell westbrook i mean that little transition helped too so here we are looking forward to uh this next season and uh let's start with another move that the oklahoma city thunder made uh patrick patterson which by the way one of my favorite thunders ever why really? okay
3: dynamite drop in madison
1: (laughs) that's why she's the best in the biz um but he was on the uh franchise the franchise 1077 franchise 1079 that's that's here more than any other player in thunder (laughs) history that is true he did more stuff with the thunder than any of us. okay raise your hand if you've had a one-on-one interview with patrick patterson
0: now understand this is radio so this doesn't really
1: john just raise your damn hand <laughs> <laughs> right brady
3: yeah yes yeah I, I had yes. the last one-on-one interview with patrick patterson
2: madison have you um i have not but, i never got around to that but, but how, uh, how close
1: was your microphone to his face
2: I, it was pretty close to his face so i'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and count it
1: okay john <laughs> you I've... and i had to sit down yeah during media day that's right, right. Yep. yep yep he sang
2: did no, he? he did not. If you go
1: look at my U-Drive, look at Patrick Patterson's. <laughs> sings, and he sings? Uh, sings Jerry Ramsey. Oh, my He's, I think he sings, or 107th the franchise. What well, song does he sing? Up. I think he just makes up his own. Just, oh, just well Just a that's, little jingle? yeah that's special. So anyway, getting back to the point, you know, and I saw a lot, a lot of people talking about Patrick Patterson and, you know, oh, what a, what a terrible signing that was. And, oh, the nightmare that was Patrick Patterson in two years. Bruh.
3: You mean after the fact, right? Yes. Okay. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, this week it was happening. Okay. He was signed on to be the starting power forward when it all started. He was the biggest Oklahoma City free agent signing in the history of the Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: Kind of a big deal. We're
1: all, oh, my gosh, like he, look how he shoots threes from the corner in Toronto. He's going to be awesome. Oh.
0: He moves the basketball. He can switch on defense. He's,
1: he's got an IQ. And then something happened
0: yeah that's the thing um unfortunately it didn't work out for him on the court here i mean i think off the court not only you know us here on this show but a lot of people i think you know pat did a good job of connecting with the community obviously doing his movie um uh events and you know the, the stuff that he normally does so i mean that was really cool on the court yeah it, it, it's a disappointment and. You know, when you reach this point, like you mentioned, Jerry, when Paul George is traded, Russell Westbrook is traded. Let's be honest. There wasn't much of a role for him at all here. And, uh, you know, Oklahoma City helped. Basically, they're they're sending him to Los Angeles, uh, not through trade, just through a different way of making it happen. I can't tell you how upset I was by the
3: timing of this because of all the moves Sam Presti has had to do this offseason, this one has hurt me the most because um, I talk like, We'd, we showcased on the show about a month ago. Um, I had a chance to sit down with Patrick Patterson um, at the uh, Dead Center Film Festival and talk about a few things. One of the things I talked, talked to him about, and I was going to follow up on media day if he was still on the team, was um, him finishing Game of Thrones. Because at the time, he had I think he was on season four. And I just wanted to basically ask him, are you pissed off like the rest of us are?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Now you need to put in... uh, I need to ask Nikki Kay to ask that question at Media Day. Or you just go to Media Day in in Los Angeles. Nailed it. Yeah, that's that's a thing.
2: Guys, no, this is so perfect for Patrick Patterson and Paul George, though, because now... Their wives are together in Los Angeles. and They have that swimsuit company now. And so this was all planned from the beginning. I'm telling com- you.
3: I didn't even think of Yes, that. they have oh their swimsuit God. company together,
2: and now they're in Los Angeles together. Like This is just one big merry-go-round. Who run the world? Girls. <laughs>
3: Madison, explain for the listeners that aren't uh, Graham. Uh, um,
2: so pretty. I'm very Graham savvy, and we all know this. And uh, so Paul George's girlfriend and patrick patterson's fiance uh they have a swimsuit company together now and uh they were kind of basing it out here like in oklahoma city when they were both here but now paul george is going to los angeles so of course it makes sense that patrick patterson and his uh fiance sarah go out to los angeles as well and yes this i is, know their uh, name it's That's a really
0: conspiracy creepy. this
1: is nude swim is a, that right a nude swim yes oh okay. i thought it was thongs for thoughts i'm sorry no, <laughs> Is that, is that a different...
2: That would be a different okay, one. Okay, that's then.
1: a different one. Sorry. All right. Uh, what is it called? Nude, nude swim. swim. Nude swim. Do they make men's? Uh, I do
2: not think so. I, I think no, you they just do swim not. nude.
0: They absolutely do not, Jerry.
1: No, they do not. I don't think
2: men should wear these swimsuits. Uh, well, wow, Madison. Well, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't like
1: that. And later on, we'll get into a tweet about women wearing pants. So, okay. you know what? We can battle that <laughs> later on. Uh, but, yeah, Patrick Patterson gone. Didn't work out on the court. I thought off the court... He is ideally what a team would want as far as a role player in how they deal with the media, like different things they do in the community. So before we start talking crap about how he didn't perform on the court, damn it, he got the other part right. And that's I want to stress that. Yes, I totally understand that he did not do what he was supposed to do as you as a Thunder fan wanted him to do. But off the court, he was perfect. Perfect.
0: And look, even in the locker room, he's the guy that, remember, started the first three games last season. OKC got off to that 0-4 start. Uh, Before the fourth game against Boston, Billy Donovan goes and says, hey, I think we need to make a change and go with Jeremy in that spot. And Patrick was like, yeah, makes sense. And even when his role completely evaporated, when Markeith Morris was brought in, did not raise a huge stink. I mean, he just sort of, you know, kept ready and he got a few opportunities the rest of the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the sort of thing where he could have really, um, you know, derailed some things in the locker room, but, you know, he didn't. So, you know, best of luck of him uh, in Los Angeles and moving forward. Yeah, it, it, like John
3: said, it, it just got to a point where he really had no place on the floor in this offense. And, and a lot of it just didn't really make sense with Pat. Anyway, just because the Thunder quickly this season said out loud to us like our identity is athleticism, quickness, getting the ball down the floor very fast, relying on um, Paul George and Russell Westbrook's athletic ability. Patrick Patterson doesn't fit into that at all. So it just didn't work out. And then you, you just look up the game by game breakdown of this past season. He didn't play in 19 of, I think, the the final 26 games and didn't make one uh, appearance in the postseason at all. So, um, hopefully for Patterson, uh, he goes to a, with the Clippers, what I think is probably going to be a little bit of a slower p- paced, more methodical offense. Just kind of something similar to what we saw with Toronto with Kawhi running the show. We know how Paul George likes to go. He's he's athletic, but he he's not Russell Westbrook athletic. So you would hope if you're Patrick Patterson that a slower paced offense, more methodical, he can find a role in there and you hope that Doc Rivers can maybe put him in better positions to succeed. Uh, than Billy Donovan did with the Thunder.
1: So going from the past with Patrick Patterson gone uh, and to Madison, I think, here in, what, the next uh, couple of segments, you're going to have a getting to know you segment?
2: Um, absolutely. I'm proud of this. I'm excited. I was telling Brady I stalked these guys all morning and all last <laughs> night to make sure that I had some interesting facts, and I'm going to see if you guys can guess who it is.
1: Hidden okay. some bushes. So yeah. <laughs> speaking of uh, the next, uh, next next season coming up here, Paul uh, Chris Paul uh, has been seen in Oklahoma City. He's been seen wearing Oklahoma City Thunder gear, if you will, working out with some young kids. Uh, this has to excite you that at, s- at least some point he's bought in.
3: He, he was CGI'd into the picture like yeah. that final scene in Endgame.
1: Oh, <laughs> the, the, the whole, when the preseason, a schedule came out, and I said, man, why do you got to Photoshop two of the three? Like, you know, this is how you know you're in transition. Two of the three guys were Photoshopped in. The season.
0: What, what they should have done, Brady, is de-age him. Oh, yeah. Use some yeah. of that technology. Um, this is out of Wake Forest, Chris Paul. <laughs> but, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think, honestly, you know, there was sort of just an understanding that, look, OKC is not going to give up stuff to trade Chris Paul. They're just not going to. Yes, they have all these draft picks moving forward, but I think maybe the fan base There's a segment that is just anxious to get rid of him and get on with things, but the team is just not going to sacrifice what they've built up to move him along. There's no urgency to do so, and so Chris Paul I think also understands if he pouts and throws a fit, that's not going to help matters either. Uh, So you just got to come in, let the situation play out for as long as it plays out, Um, and you know again, OKC is is sort of playing the long game here you know they're not in a big hurry to move him along and and you know kind of bottom out like everyone's hoping
1: and then uh we saw from the thunder a uh shea gildress alexander well, almost two and a half minutes maybe three minutes was yeah,
2: like a three minute video getting to know sga it was Bro, good oh
1: my goodness this they're like a... uh access <laughs> oh no uh, you know what though kind of going on your point there brady i did watch that and go he's he's talking a lot yeah. He's, he's saying a bunch. You don't think somebody in the Thunder PR is going, hey, calm down. Ooh. Calm down. We need this, too, for the next three years. Stretch this out. Dr- Draymond. Oh, what do you got? You got a little Woj bomb. Okay, what you got, Woj bomb?
3: Um, yeah, from Adrian Wojnarowski. With free agency looming next summer, three-time All-Star Draymond Green has agreed to a four-year, $100, $100 million maximum contract extension with Golden State agent Rich Paul of Clutch Sports tells ESPN.
1: All right, hey, Rich Paul, doing a great job as an agent. What a what an <laughs> off season for him. Let's, let's yeah. ask Nerlens if he feels the same way. <laughs> uh, no.
3: I know Nerlens lost his jersey number. He's yeah. sure. that's sad.
0: <laughs> uh, so here's the thing with uh, with Draymond is you know potentially he could have. Let's say he won defensive player of the year next year. This is kind of what we thought he might be motivated to do that. He would have been super max eligible where he could have got an even bigger extension and a bigger amount and all that stuff. Um, You know, it sounds like, look, just go ahead and sign me up, lock me in. Uh, Draymond took a little bit less on his last contract. He said he wasn't going to take less again. It sounds like he got uh, all the money that he could get at this moment. And, uh, you know, again, people kind of want to throw dirt on the Golden State dynasty. They're going to be really good. They're still going to be really good for a while.
1: 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. It is the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. I am TV's Jerry. That's John Hamm, Brady Trent, and Madison Morris. All of us have the Instagrams, and we all got the Twitters. We'll let you know how to get a hold of us uh, when we get back from break. But when we do get back from break, uh, let's go back in the past again. Remember a couple of years ago when Carmelo Anthony showed up? We finally got the truth of what happened with Carmelo. We'll talk about that when we get back.
0: Oklahoma's new Sound for Sports, 1077,
1: The Franchise. Nice conversation with John Hamm during the break.
2: Madison, turn this
1: down. My God. It's
2: not even that loud. Oh, my God. It is so loud. No, it is not.
3: Turn your volume down in your ear, earpiece.
2: Yeah, you must have your volume up. Come on now. Yes, it's radio. I have to hear what's going on around me. You don't have to hear what's going on. And then on. you got this blast. I get it. You were on the palm team, okay? Yeah. Did it to this? Oh, did you really? Well, I mean, we would practice to it. We didn't Let's, perform it. What's some of the outcomes.
1: Let's. Is it something like this? Uh no. Can we get a video of you
3: coaching uh, John and Jerry to do some of your routines?
2: No, baby. I would love it. that. That no, would be great
1: no content. Great baby. off-season content. I'm kind of like Carmelo. I'm not really big on coaching.
2: Oh, <laughs> I do. My,
1: Are we segueing? I, I didn't see, see that. See what I do? What does Jerry do on the show? Why is he even there? That's what I do, right? <laughs> That's there. what he does. That's what I do right there. Carmelo Anthony was on first take, which, by the way, is the 60 minutes of sports, uh, sports shows. <laughs> so reputable all the time, what they say and what they do. But Carmelo Anthony was on with Stephen A. Smith and uh, got the heartbreak, the, uh, the details. What Carmelo Anthony went into to start talking about and the things that went down in Houston and the things that went down in Oklahoma City. I, for one, John, was shocked. I was shocked. You're telling me that there's a communication problem at the Oklahoma City Thunder? You're telling me Sam Presti with his seven and ten-syllable words that he says and talks to people that someone might misunderstand what he was talking about? Carmelo Anthony, I'm telling you right here. Carmelo Anthony was in a meeting with... Uh, Sam Presti, and Sam Presti started to talk about uh, what the, the future of the team and uh, the value, the intrinsic value of what you add it, and blah blah blah. And by the time Presti was done, he walks out, and Carmelo's like, "I right, what am I what am I supposed to do?"
0: I guess I look at it differently. How many teams has Carmelo left and had a problem with? Is Three. that all
1: of them? Three. Do you uh, count? Do you count Atlanta? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at a certain point. Is the problem every team that you've played for or is the problem you? I kind of think the problem is him. What was the problem with New York? Why did he leave New York? Because they, well, they traded him. I mean, he basically they were trying to force him out. They didn't want him there anymore. Okay. They they what, literally, was, the pro- what was the problem with Oklahoma City? They didn't want him here anymore. Okay, what was the problem with Houston? I didn't want him there anymore. Okay, see,
1: Atlanta's a shining mark. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like nobody wanted him. Ah, all right. Where do we even want... Brady, you're young. You're not as crotchety as, as me or John. You're young and fresh. Where, where Look, do we even start?
3: Carmelo is doing damage control right now because, like he said, he wants to he wants to play basketball still. So he's doing everything that he needs to do in order to play everything uh, that's true (laughs) but but one he's saying that like oh yeah i don't mind coming off the bench i don't mind well it's you know Melo. it's not even the fact that you don't want to come off the bench or you do want to come off the bench if you come off the bench you're going to do one thing you're going to stand in the corner and shoot 40 percent from three if you're going to make an impact on a team you're not going to be able to dribble 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 jab step and shoot a mid-range jumper you can't do what you're comfortable with doing in basketball anymore. It just doesn't work. And you're kind of washed. You can't play defense. Uh, You
0: can't move the needle offensively with how you want to do it. You have to play a role. And, Brady, one of the lasting memories of Carmelo Anthony in Oklahoma City was him on the bench when OKC was coming back from down 45 points to the Utah Jazz. (laughs) Mm, And he's up there all upset because he's not on the floor. Right? And that's the other thing that he has not been able to grasp is that you're not going to be in closing lineups. Very rarely. Yeah. Why, you know, didn't I, someone,
3: I'll,
1: I'll, why didn't someone explain that to him?
3: Well, I'll go a little further. I I don't know. The Thunder, Billy Donovan, has been described as a guy who talks to his players, that openly communicates with his players. So the option of coming off the bench, if for that to not ever be brought up, I think is a little silly because I think the the whole the really well documented case where Mello went to Billy Donovan after that New York Knicks game on the road where the Thunder got embarrassed. And he said, "Okay, what do I need to do differently for us to sit here and assume that, yeah, the word come off the bench never came up as an option, I think is silly because uh, going back further um, back to media day, when the first five seconds where Mello wore a Thunder jersey, he laughed. Oh, yeah. At the notion of coming off the bench when Eric Horn from the Oklahoma asked him it's a about the possibility, is
2: that that gift? That's like who, who me? Who me? Who me? Yes, that's like my favorite. Hey Mello yo good. P,
0: they say I gotta come off the bench. I mean that set the tone early. Yes, and also too, did. you know Brady, it wasn't until later in the season that we realized you know what Jeremy Grant might be better in these situations than Mello. Probably early in the season, Jeremy Grant had not quite made that leap he was much better as a backup five uh, sort of a backup four to sort of change things up it wasn't until later in the season that it became apparent that the team is better with jeremy grant on the floor so i think i think that discussion of coming off the bench was more about the following season not necessarily during that season but for carmelo to say well no one explained it to me it's not that difficult to grasp dude it's, that's just a, it's a lame excuse.
2: Right. And I, am I the only one who kind of thinks this is a little bit sad? Because I was catching up on all of this um, last night, just reading a bunch of different articles about Carmelo and just how the game didn't quote unquote love him back anymore. And it was just like, it was kind of like sad because he was talking about, because he had that really personal sit down with Stephen A. Smith. And I'll put you guys some audio here in just a second. But he was talking about how he felt like he wasn't wanted anymore and he felt like he had gotten fired he felt like he was being mistreated uh in the game that he had spent so much time uh devoting his life to and i just thought that was so sad but i mean i don't know that might just be like the woman having some empathy in me right now but um i don't know
0: well i mean look here's here's the reality as super as most superstars get older you your role lessens. you have to adapt tim duncan did not end his career the same that he was when he came in the league, right? <laughs> right. Uh, David Robinson, I, hey, we can go on and on. Allen Iverson was a guy that, again, went out of this league saying, I'm a starter and I need 20 shots a game, and the league said, nope, you're not. and it left him behind so a lot of this is on mellow when he gets on tv and yeah look i think some of the stuff in houston there is definitely some lies and and some some stuff to talk about there about how he was done you know maybe a little bit dirty uh I, i don't discount that and i'm not saying that oklahoma city did everything perfect in regards to him but there's no taking responsibility on his side and that is the one thing brady that i pointed out that's the one thing he hasn't done yet and if he does that, that would, that would go a little ways towards getting him back in the league, I think.
3: Yeah, and you would think with how like, how philosophical Carmelo Anthony can be in some of his answers. like He gives you really good answers, really thoughtful um, answers. He, he has the ability to look inside himself probably better than a lot of players in the league. You would think with that personality trait that he has, that he would be able to take on, I don't know, like a Vince Carter role. Where you're, you're, you're the aged vet. You're there to help spur along the next generation of talent on your team, and you're there to f- fulfill a role. Vince Carter still, when I say move the, moves the needle, he doesn't move the needle on, on a league-wide um, basis. He moves the needle for the Atlanta Hawks. He helped out that roster last year. He helped out Trey Young. And if Trey Young becomes a, a perennial all-star, we're going to hear stories of how Vince Carter was so important to my development as a young player. Carmelo Anthony should be able to do something like that. And yes, you're not going to be an all-star. You're not going to be a scoring champ. It, he just can't let go of that. And that is the big, if you want to call it a tragedy, that's the big tragedy of Carmelo Anthony at this point in his career.
2: Yeah, and I'll go ahead and play you guys what he had to say to Stephen A. Smith. Um, this is just basically what I was talking about a little while ago, um, how he felt like the game didn't love him back at any point. But now he's saying that he is so invested in basketball and he loves the game so much. So that's why he wants to get back into it.
1: Very contemplative.
2: Well, if it was play, (laughs) give me a sec. Not the
1: worst, though. This is the quietest I've ever heard
0: Stephen A. Smith. This
2: is... (laughs) Ah, There we go. How good do you
1: believe that you are? Because when you get a shot at your confidence like that... I I did at that point in time. I was like, I don't want to do this no more. mm -hmm. Like I don't want to deal with the politics of playing a sport that I love. And... I felt like the game didn't love me back at one point. At that point in time, like this is all the emotions going in at that point in time. Mm. I felt like I loved the game more than the game loved me at that particular time. So now, if I, no, well, now no, no, how I'm saying, hell, but now no, 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 how you no, feel? I'm saying at that point that was my emotions. Now I love the game too much to be away from it. Mm. I, I just love the game. I do everything. I'm training young guys. I'm training myself like I'm. I'm in it now. I got my kind of a new a new life about me. After after that, I, it took me a while to get out of that situation emotionally, mm-hmm. out of that Houston situation. You know what he sounds like? All the interviews that we heard from the guys that are playing in the Big 3. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Absolutely. I am dead, like, and it is funny, but I am dead on. You listen to all those guys interviewed that are playing in the Big 3 that talk about how they lost their love for the game, or the game turned their back, but now they love it. You know what? That's all the dudes in the Big 3. Sorry, Melo. Like I'm sorry, I really am, but he has incredible skill and probably will for the next 15 years. Look, Mahmoud abdul raouf can still knock down. That's right, shots like nobody's <laughs> business.
0: I
3: wonder how much the four-point shot takes away from the fact that Melo still shoots mid-range jumpers. Like I wonder, I, we need to know the analytics on that. The big
0: but, three needs to add like an extra point per jab step,
1: and then he's but, got it. But I'm I'm saying it. no disrespect to Melo. Really, I'm I'm dead serious. No disrespect to Melo. The guy has game for days and he will for years but he just the game passed him by and the mentality of his kind of player the Steve Francis's the Tracy McGrady's the early Vince Carter's that has passed by for a new kind of superstar and I'm sorry but your new superstar is both political and has game out their ass including Kawhi Leonard
0: and like will swallow their ego like in one giant gulp if they have to so you know there's
1: still lebron james i
0: mean like carmelo anthony if you love the game of basketball there's china i mean (laughs) just because you love the game doesn't mean it has to be in the nba we've seen all your workouts in empty gyms clearly you know you can still play the game of basketball but finding an nba team with sort of the the recent reputation and and the apparent lack of acceptance of that is is going to make it awfully hard for another team to pick him up? I
1: forgot to throw in Allen Iverson. There's another guy that just had yeah. too much game to be out of the league, but he did. But it's because the game passed him by. And there's only been one player in the history of the NBA that's been bigger than the game, and that's his airness That's the only player that's ever been bigger than this game. Yes, Larry Bird. <laughs> you know, and look,
0: Iverson. Iverson's a guy that we were all saying at the time when he signed with the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, he could be Vinny Johnson for the next five years. He could come off the bench and be a spark plug and be a scoring threat. He's just not going to start. But that wasn't good enough for Iverson, right? And uh, he finished his career in Philadelphia uh, after being out of the league for a little bit. And then his career was done because he was like, I am Allen Iverson. I start. I get 20 shots. And there was no backing down from that. And that's how the game leaves you behind.
3: I mean, Chauncey Billups said it, what, a few weeks ago about how scoring, what, 20 or 30 was way too important to Carmelo Anthony. And obviously, when he got to the Thunder and we had to deal with him on a day-to-day basis, I think he kind of understood that, yeah, I'm not going to get 30 on a team with Russell Westbrook and Paul George, but I still need to get my shots and you still get my points. And in, in a lot of the answers that he would give us on, on whatever particular night where he may have not shot as well, where he didn't end up with, you know, like maybe 11 or 12 points in the Thunder still won he was happy that the team won but you could tell by the way that he was answering questions that like oh yeah this this isn't how I actually am like he was very oh, yeah. forward with trying to prove to everybody that I'm much better than what I'm doing out there I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart and I'm sorry that's not the that's not the mentality that you need at this point in your career especially if you want to not only play basketball but be on a team like he talked about wanting to play with LeBron if you want to be on a team like the Lakers right now that are contending for the playoffs and contending for a championship you've got to be able to have that mentality that we're talking about and he doesn't have it yet
0: and brady you talked about Melo needs to be the guy that stands in the corner and shoots threes he couldn't even do that well in oklahoma city that was part of the that was part of the whole logic on bringing him in is you know what this guy is really good on catch and shoot especially in the corner russell westbrook generates a lot (laughs) of these shots man if you slide him in there he's really going to open up things for everyone and he couldn't And everyone tried to, well, Russ, you know, Russ doesn't pass well. No, Russ passes. He passed well enough. Melo just wasn't hitting those shots. So, you know, uh, I I just, again, I want to see more out of Melo, more more acceptance of kind of where he actually is. And I think a lot of other teams do too before they're going to, you know, come knocking on his door.
2: I mean, honestly, there's no shame in growing older in the game. And I think that's kind of a big thing with Melo. Like, you've had an incredible career. You're still out there contributing to a team. If he does uh, continue on with his basketball career, you're still out there. You're still part of a team. Uh, You're still making money. You're still, like, taking the court every single day to either practice or play games. Like, that's still an incredible accomplishment. And if your body, at however Mm -hmm. old he is... Uh, is still allowing you to do that that's great because honestly i am almost 24 years old and my knees are already given out on me and i didn't play professional <laughs> basketball so like i'm just saying i think it is an incredible accomplishment what he's done right now and he should be proud of himself
1: after the break we're going to go through and madison morris is going to uh, play a little fun game getting to know your new thunders Uh, we will go over who's left the team uh, just in case you need to go through your t-shirts and your jerseys or whatever and do whatever you want with them. I would pack them away and make them vintage here in about five or six years. But if you want to donate them or burn them or whatever the hell you want to do, we'll tell you who's off the team and then start taking a look at who's on the team. But I want to share this tweet with you uh, about the transition. This is a guy named Only Thunder on Twitter. He says, at Antonio Daniels. AD, I hope you're as excited as I am for the upcoming season to see where this new Hope Look Thunder team is going, uh, going forward. Glad you're still with us, brother. Antonio, Antonio Daniels uh, retweets and says, um, about that.
0: <laughs> to awkward. quote uh, Rutger Hauer and Batman Begins, didn't you get the memo?
1: <laughs> so when we get back, we'll tell you everybody the Thunder lost, who the Thunder have, and get to know your new Thunders. Wake up with a Franchise Morning Show on your radio and on Cox Channel
0: 1334, weekdays 5.30 till 9 on 107.7 The Franchise.
1: The 107.7 Franchise. Syntax is everything in this business. The 107.9 Franchise.
0: Tulsa Inn. Syntax and luxury tax is what this show is all
1: about. I know way more about the luxury tax than I do syntax. That's for damn sure.
0: What are we going to talk about the
3: blue hiring their uh, next head coach? Gary
1: Gibbs. Congratulations. <laughs> Gary Gibbs, defensive gonna, coordinator. Just want to thank everybody for my job.
3: Hit <laughs> him dynamite come over
1: is mike steely gonna bring back his gary gibbs impersonation <laughs> just for that if you don't know and if you haven't been in the game for a long time back in the day mike steely master imp- uh, impressionist yes right uh frank Endo, be damned <laughs> <laughs> he would do Gary, and i would laugh out loud yeah. at the radio when mike steely would do gary gibbs
0: and uh, he does a fantastic howard schnellenberger as well
1: he does so much so did you know that Snelly uh, mentioned Steely in his book? No. Okay, here's the great thing. Uh, Stellenberger had a had a book come out, I don't know, about 13, 14, 2013. I'm just going to assume he didn't write it. <laughs> it was real sloppy. <laughs> um, and Kelly Gregg, who played, yes. who's one of the best players for Stellenberger, played for Stellenberger. He and Brandon Daniels. Zero mention <laughs> of Kelly Gregg. All the mention of Mike Steely in The Personation. Wow that's he, fantastic he did a terrible impersonation of me. <laughs> so it, it is
0: it is you know we, we kid it is grant gibbs is the new uh, head coach of the okc blue he was an assistant coach and look here's the reality uh that means that this is going to be a guy that is going to be at least a future assistant coach in the nba somewhere there is quite the pipeline dating back to dale osborne uh dating back to nate tibbets um uh, oh, go and, uh, show
1: off. Show off your. Darko Ryakovich. <laughs> show off your blue knowledge. <laughs> and now
0: Mark Degnault, who's now on the Thunder Bench. There's a pipeline there into NBA assistant coaching at some point.
1: Well, hell, while we're in it, do you think Kevin Hervey's going to keep up his (laughs) being the leading (laughs) score? (laughs)
0: Look, I think think Kevin Hervey could be on the roster. I think he could be on the Thunder roster.
1: Wasn't Abdul Nader? uh, I want to say Abdul Nader played like four games or five Mm -hmm. games, but had the highest uh, scoring percentage. Which ought to give you an indication on the (laughs) – Where Nader was. A tweener. He was. He was a in tweener. between the he was yeah. in between the blue and the thunder. So Dakari
0: Johnson also put up some enormous numbers that's for a the good, blue. It's a
1: great point. Great yeah. point. So one oh seven yeah. seven the franchise one hundred one oh seven nine in Tulsa. That's your August Blue report. <laughs> Damn it, boy. We are good. I mean,
2: uh, there you can we, I we never some... talk about the blue th- too much though, so we should.
3: Can I pump something really quick? Oh my gosh, yeah. So uh Grant Gibbs, uh, I don't know if you guys mentioned he played at Creighton under uh former Thunder player, Doug McDermott's father, Greg McDermott, who's still the coach at Creighton. And, um, when Doug started playing with the Thunder, uh, Greg McDermott just randomly followed me on Twitter. I was like, Oh, cool. The intern that does his account (laughs) just saw (laughs) me like mention like Doug McDermott plays with the Thunder now. And it was actually Greg McDermott and, um, him and I have just kind of, like, talked back and forth randomly every once in a while, and because, of course, the Thunder still are trying to figure out the word access, like, I am think Presty's still looking it up in a dictionary <laughs> as we speak, um, we're never going to get great quotes unless, uh, except for the stuff that they give us in their little press release about Grant Gibbs, so I reached out to Doug McDermott, and they got some good quotes on Grant Gibbs, so I'll put that story out maybe tomorrow probably monday
1: look at brady with the shovel digging it up good for you,
3: Brady. basketball in august baby nice g league basketball
1: good stuff i listen i kid you brady but i've said this before not when you're around because i don't want you to get a big hair uh but your addition uh to the franchise ever since i mean i really think that's tipped us over the top uh we don't do it we do it better than anybody else you're a part of that john ham Uh, Hashtag
0: Brady bomb
1: The uh, access (laughs) The access that you give us And by mean access I mean to your wardrobe Because it's fantastic And off the charts John Hamm By the way Please Let's start plugging John Ham, tell us uh, who you are, where you are, and how to get you. Well, hi, my name is John Ham. Uh, I am a
0: master thespian, longtime resident of Oklahoma. <laughs> um, I, I've lit, no. Uh, you, can find, you can find my work at Welcome to Loud City, uh, uh, gearing things up for, for next season, uh, starting to get things in order there. Uh, you can also find me on the OKC Dream Team podcast, uh, which is at patreon.com slash OKC Dream Team. And of course, you can find me here. You can find me here a lot.
1: And John H. Ham. I think you sleep here, John. Yeah, that's close he enough. He a cot in the back <laughs> of and <me>. At, <laughs> at <John laughs> M. M., What is sleep? Bring <laughs> trantum.
3: Uh, yeah, all the stuff I write goes to the website, thefranchiseok.com for us. And Madison and I host the OKC82 podcast, which um you're also listening to right now so if you if you've missed the show live from 10 to noon on this saturday morning then it'll be up later for in your okc82 podcast feed so subscribe to the podcast we do it three times a week
1: madison morris can you tell people how to get a hold of you
2: yes so on instagram and twitter it is the exact same it is just my name madison morris m-a-d-y s-s-o-n and then morris which i think is simple to spell and uh yeah i do the podcast with brady um we try to get a bunch of stuff out there even in off season and it's going to really pick up here in a, like a couple of months i guess so just be on the lookout for that and your bumble account i do not have a bumble account <laughs> brady no, i almost called you brady sorry uh, i do not have a bumble account jerry
3: i think i think i've tried to convince her to get one
1: <laughs> a few my times my like wish list ring. can be found at I am TV's Jerry. I uh, co-host from 12 to 3 with the uh, franchise players, Gabe Eichert, Kelly Gregg. Uh, I also am the humble servant of the franchise, okay, doing everything and anything I can to get your ears to listen uh, for you to get in contact with us and do whatever you can to make the franchise the best sports station in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. All right. We've all done our introductions. You know who we are. Let's find out who the new Thunders are.
2: Also, just a little disclaimer, this game is get to know your Thunder roster. Um, Yeah, we're going to be introducing you to some of the new guys, but we're also going to be introducing you to some of the current guys who have been around as well. Uh, What I did is I dug up some facts, and Brady, don't cheat because you can kind of see my computer screen right now. I can't read,
3: Madison, don't worry.
2: Okay, perfect. Um, So what I'm going to do is read off a couple of facts about these guys, and I'm going to give you guys a chance to uh, guess, and we'll see who gets it right sound good sounds good okay let's do it all right number one this guy is a giant fan of paula abdul on this date six years ago this player signed with rio natura mambus uh he was presented the jason collier memorial trophy in 2016 for exemplifying good character on the court and george hw bush was the president this the year this player was born did you just
0: bust out Jake the late jason collier i did as part of this wow
3: Wait, this isn't current Thunder. Is this current Thunder players or all-time Thunder players? Nope,
2: current Thunder players.
0: Oh, okay. I'm going to say Mike Muscala. Ooh,
2: okay. Anyone else? I am going to throw in Darius Baisley. Okay, jo- jo-
1: Wait, George H.W. Bush? George
2: H.W. Bush. <laughs>
0: Herbert Walker, Walk.
3: <laughs> Raymond Felton's still a free agent, right? Yes, he is.
0: <laughs> and he was Nixon, so that's 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 yeah,
3: Watergate, man. <laughs> we should ask him about Watergate. I don't even know. Right. My brain—it's too All early. All right,
2: John, you are correct.
0: Straight up, now tell
2: me. <laughs> All right, the next guy is also. Um, okay, I, I, I like this one. Uh, this guy doubles as a model for Armani. He has played for four different NBA teams now, but eight professional teams overall. He is uh-huh. a Leo with a birthday coming up. He'll be the Dirty 30. And his this player's father played professional basketball with Houston's head coach, Mike D'Antoni.
3: Danello Gallinari.
0: Gallinari.
2: Good job. Nice, nice, nice. He is still with the team. <laughs>
0: as far as okay. we can gather right, although hard. quick note on him uh, he gave an interview where he talked about like next summer he wants to just get up to a finals contender he doesn't care about money so okay so
1: Oklahoma city is a finals contender
0: a next year yeah
2: all right this guy he has a middle name of funaki he has uh he was a former gang member um, he has reached <laughs> expert level on Fortnite, and he has seventeen siblings.
1: Nick Collins is not with the team anymore. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was it the gang affiliation yes, that? Yes. Okay,
2: the gang is the Kansas Jayhawks. That's yeah. Who's Funaki? Funaki. Man,
0: this is a tough one. Yeah, I know.
3: He yeah.
2: is a gang
0: member.
3: Can I
2: Former phone a friend? gang member. Yeah, phone a friend. Can I pull the? Uh, well,
0: No, nah,
3: that's Randy
2: anyone. Heights
1: is here. Maybe he knows. <laughs> I am going to go with uh, Hamadou Diallo. <laughs> Hamadou. <laughs> uh,
2: that is incorrect.
1: I'm just going to... Oh,
3: Steven
0: Adams. Oh, thank you, John.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Good job, good job. I know um, my tall
0: Caucasians on this team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this guy, he has a fear of camels. Uh, he uh, is a giant fan of sweet potatoes. He has both a gold and a bronze medal from an under-18 fiba league, and he did not play a single game in his first year of college.
3: I think I know this one. Uh, is it Hami?
0: Very good. Not a fan of the camel, like the cigarettes or the actual animals? Uh, no, the actual
2: animals. Both. He yeah. has a Both. fear of camels. He in, does not like the camels. In
3: the first one-on-one interview I ever I ever had with the franchise, it was with Hamadou Diallo, and I asked him if he'd ever been been to Africa. And he was like, yeah, and we just kind of talked about it. He's like, I don't like camels. He just <laughs> randomly <laughs> said it. And I, was, and I tried to use it somehow in my story because it was just so cool, but I was, I couldn't fit it anywhere. So just,
1: whenever he interviews with us during media day, John, do not offer him a camel. Yeah. He's so <laughs> no,
3: Please. Please accept accept this prize camel. (laughs) All
2: right, now this player, he appeared on Family Feud in 2011. He burned down a former teammate's kitchen, cooking macaroni and cheese in the microwave. (laughs) He purchased a minority ownership to a minor league baseball team in 2018, and he is married to his college sweetheart.
0: Huh, college. Is it Drew Holiday?
1: (laughs)
2: Uh, I don't believe that is a Thunder player. (laughs) Dennis, Dennis is yeah. Sorry, Jerry. Oh. No. That's not right either.
1: Russell <laughs>
3: Westbrook. Uh, is it I don't believe Westbrook's uh, here anymore. It's is it Andre?
2: That that is incorrect also, Brady. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You He's there, us come all on, out. y'all got this, y'all got this. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm Paul out of ideas.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, was that your answer? I I'm, I'm... Okay, oh, good. Paul George was
3: traded, John. <laughs> no no.
2: That would be uh, Mr. Chris Paul. Boo! Okay, now this guy, he is a model for GQ during the offseason. He is a major fan of professional soccer, but he absolutely despises watching baseball. And he also has a giant dog named Cade.
0: This one's cruder, right? I'm going to say Abdul Nader. Oh, is that your final answer? That's my final answer.
2: Very good. John's good at this. John knows his thunder. John
0: John subscribes to GQ. <laughs> Abdul Nader's a good-looking dude. I'm just saying.
1: How was it like to play in Egypt? Oh. I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, he never discusses his time playing uh, with Nader Egypt. Nader
3: can never invite Hamadou Diallo to go play basketball in Egypt. <laughs> There's camels on the damn court.
2: All right, we have a few more. I don't have the whole roster on here, but I'll give you guys a few more before Jeez, we get it feels out of like here. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, This guy, he um, drives a Rolls Royce Ghost, so he's doing well. Uh, He was teammates with Carmelo Anthony in the McDonald's All-State game. He's gotten hopelessly lost in New York City multiple times, and he was rewarded the Naismith Player of the Year in high school. Not telling you what year because it might give that away. It's Raymond Felton. Is that your final answer? It's Raymond Felton. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I got one right! Good job! Good job, Jerry. Yeah, but, Jerry. Ma- but Madison, he's not officially on the team. <laughs> yeah, I just included him. on the online, Okay, you know? fair,
3: fair enough. He's a Thunder player in everybody's hearts.
2: In everybody's hearts. Now this player, his mother is a former Olympian for track and field. He talks to her on the phone every single day. He didn't make the JV team his ninth grade year of school. And he has a girlfriend who plays college soccer. It's Shay Gildris Alexander. Very good. Yay!
1: Yay. Yay. Everybody, please
2: root for me. Yes, this is great. Thank God he
3: didn't say shy.
2: Shy Gildris Alexander. (laughs) Gilgius. That would be bad. Hyphen
1: Alexander.
0: Group shy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If I ever. Now this player, this
2: one's a good one. Uh, He was really big into skateboarding. Didn't really care too much for basketball until uh, after the death of his late father in 2009. His father's name was Axel, and no, it's not Axel Rose, but he's usually compared to Raejean Rondo.
3: Is this Dennis?
2: Very good, Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Axel's (laughs) a pretty
1: cool German name.
2: It is a pretty cool German name. It's appropriate
1: you got that one, though, because you're the one who introduced the umlauts to Twitter. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Showed us all up. You (laughs) gotta spell names correctly, right?
2: That's true. Oh, look,
3: Brady
1: has umlauts. (laughs) All
2: right, you guys have a couple more chances to get these right. right, So this next guy, his middle name is Eugene. He enjoys playing recreational (laughs) football in his spare time. Uh, He's a major fan of champagne. And his grandmother was in the U.S. Air National Guard.
1: Is this Santana Champ
3: because it's so crisp? I, I want it. I want this to be Terrence because I want it to be Terrence Eugene Ferguson, just the most nerdiest oh. <laughs> name.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> he's, he's very good. Bless his heart. Very, very good.
0: I was going to say Lou Gwen's Dort, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh yeah, current answer.
3: two-way player. Luke wins, Eugene. Yeah, Madison. Uh, we went to the uh, little charity event where he played flag football with some kids, right? Yeah, and he, yes. he he claimed that he was a safety and a wide receiver. Yeah, he says he actually really enjoys school.
2: playing football, and so that I was, tried to
3: picture him I in pads. I, I pictured him in pads, and it was a silly, silly it was image. Quite interesting. But he's he's an athletic freak.
2: Okay, now this is the last one that I've included on my list, okay. um, and I guess we'll uh, we'll see who can get this. But this guy has six siblings. Uh, he enjoys putting together puzzles in his free time. He uh, both of his parents were all Americans in college in their respective sports, and his Wikipedia page reads that he currently plays for the North Pole Santas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, is it Nerland's Noel?
2: Have the Thunder
3: tampered with the North Pole Santas? <laughs>
2: I mean, they're they're kind of a big team, you know.
3: I need to learn the roster. Or maybe it's August. I don't
0: know. I think I think I know now. Who is it? Recent addition to the team. Like late June added to the team. Darius? Darius,
1: Darius Basley. Fir- Darius Baisley? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> too.
1: Hmm. Is it Burton? And does he play center for the North Pole?
2: <laughs> That's incorrect as well. Wow. I think you guys are overthinking this. <sighs> Six siblings. Plays for the North Pole Santa's, loves to put puzzles together, usually has his girlfriend there watching him, but she's also kind of a big time star.
3: Is this Andre?
2: Very good! Whoa! It's just
3: process of elimination at this point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who's his girlfriend?
2: Rachel Demita.
3: Oh the yeah, two K
2: or whatever.
3: Yeah, people make jokes on Twitter about how he can't shoot threes, but he can shoot for ten.
1: He shoot for di- oh, shoots for dimes. nice. Okay.
2: Right. Okay, I did leave a couple of guys off there because I didn't want to take up the whole segment. But that is your game of how well do you know your Thunder roster? First
1: of all, you need to snap your name. Second of all, you did take the entire segment.
2: <laughs> I know. I mean, but that's what the. That's it was what the fun. Point we had. It was P- fun.
1: People enjoyed it on Twitter. Really? Okay. Did they have fun? because i'm not a big fun guy i don't
2: you are a fun guy you're
1: not a fun guy not a fun guy at all so no that was good and like you know the turnover is just ridiculous you know with westbrook and paul and patterson and i mean obviously Marquise morris i mean just the, the big names uh that left we all wondered who was going to be gone and who was going to come in and it's going to be interesting. It's going to yep. be incredibly interesting to see what Billy Donovan can do in his one year left. Uh,
0: <laughs> to get these
3: guys. Poor Google. Like, just type in Thunder Roster, and you see names like Patrick Patterson. Nope. Um, <laughs> Raymond Felton, uh-uh. technically isn't. Uh, Dante Grantham, who was recently waived. Uh, Jawan Evans, who, is he still on yes. a two-way contract? Well, I don't I don't think he had a two-year, two-way contract. I don't think he did either. No. I, I put out, like, the roster a few days ago when, when Patterson got waived, and um, I put his name, like, with a question mark, because I, I it's up in the air at this point.
1: 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. This is the Franchise Thunder's Insider Show. Uh, just having a great time. Listen, I think in the next hour we're going to be joined by Michael Kinney, who covers the team, does a great job, and who knows? We may whisper some OU football talk in here. That's right, it is August. Uh, Brady uh did a fantastic podcast yesterday with the our own john hoover i know michael does some stuff with the sooner so we might talk a little bit of that uh madison will be covering osu football this season so yeah maybe well, just a
2: sprinkle
1: of football talk in our nba talk but when we get back poor tulsa we are going to talk about uh the thunder and its reconstruction where it's headed in the future uh is this year an indication of what sam press is going to do is he going to just try to stay competitive and get what he can get or is there a master plan we'll talk about that when we get back